When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ensemble by Rayla Hyde. A short story from League of Legends. Read to you by Prestige Edition. Featuring the voice of the Sweet Sniper. The plump belly of the rising owl blooms before me turning with its endless gears and elaborate ironwork. Some say the howl is named for the wrought iron bolt that cries atop the apex of the hexdraulic descender. Others swear the ghost of a black-veiled gentle servant haunts the cabin, and when the howl lifts him away from his lost love in Zon, the sounds of his moans reverberate and shake its metal core. Many Piltotans, convinced as they are in their own sound judgment, are truer than it refers to nothing more than the cold wind whistling between the crevices below their city. But to me, the owl is not a single lone cry. It is an orchestra of noise, a melodic blend of a thousand unique sounds. It is why I am drawn to the machine. The multi-tiered elevator, supported by three vertical structural beams which span the height of the city, descends to the promenade level and slows to a lurching halt. Disembark for the promenade! The conductor announces, her voice magnified by a bell-shaped sonophone. She adjusts her thick goggles as she speaks. Boundary Markets, College of Techmaturgy Horticultural Center. Passengers pour from the descender. Dozens of others board and spread throughout its floors. Merchants traveling to Zon to trade in the night bazaars. Workers returning home to sleep. Wealthy Zonites visiting night blooms in glass-domed cultivars. Then there are the unseen writers who have made the owl their home. I spy them scurrying in the shadows. Plague rats, shadow bears, and viridian beetles. Sometimes I climb down the crevices to descend to the sump, but tonight I long for the harmony of noise I know the descender will create. Instead of entering through the doorway, 
I swing around the outside and lock my grip on the bottommost bar where ridged steel brackets frame the glass windows. My metal plates clank as I clamber onto the owl, drawing stares from the passengers and what looks like a grimace from the conductor. My knowledge of facial expressions grows each day. Most passengers ride within the compartment, away from the cold and soot, but outside, in the open air, I can hear the satisfying click-clack of mechanical parts snapping into place, and the soft hiss of steam releasing as we sink into zone. And besides, I don't easily fit through most doors. A small boy clings to his sump scrapper father's hand and gapes at me through the window. I wink at him, and his mouth opens in what I estimate is surprise. He ducks behind his father. Going down, says the conductor. She rings a large bell and adjusts the dials on a bright red box. I can almost feel the commands buzz as they surge through wires into the descender's engine. Below us, the iron pinnacles of Zon's towers and green glass cultivars glitter like candles in the dimming light. The owl whirs and creaks as its clanks spiral down against the three towering beams, weighted down with iron, steel, and glass. A blast of steam whistles from the topmost pipe. Inside the cabin, the sump scrapper and his child look on as a musician tunes his four-stringed guitarone and begins a sonorous melody. His tune synchronizes with the clacking gears and whirring machinery of the howl. The father taps his foot to the rhythm. A beetle snaps her pincers as she scrambles away from the man's heavy boot. A gang of chempunks lean against the wall in soft repose, a pause so unlike their usual frenzied jaunts through the city. The howl whirs in its perfect fusion of sounds during our descent. I marvel at the symphony around me and find myself humming along to the deep buzzing tones. The rhythm thrums through me, and I wonder if those around me feel it. Entresol. The conductor calls out as the descender slows. A pair of couriers carrying parcels wrapped in twine disembark, along with a crew of chemtech researchers and a crowd of chem merchants. 
a merry crowd of Zonites from the theater district steps aboard. Down we go, she says, ringing her bell, and the howl responds with a whirr. The descender sinks, and the windows miss as vapor pours from pipes above. Beads of water spread across my metallic chest as the harmony of clanking machinery and whooshing steam begins anew. A discordant murmur interrupts the pattern of sounds. The vibration is subtle, but I can tell something is off. The descender continues as if all was normal until a jarring clunk breaks its perfect rhythm. Though I have never dreamed, I know a break in the pattern this abrupt is a machine's most frightening nightmare. The spiraling gearway is jammed, and the cabin's iron brackets break against it with a horrible screech. Many lives are at stake, and I feel the machine's pain as it braces desperately against the support beams. The entire weight of the howl heaves against its bending columns, and the cabin tilts at a lurching angle. Rivets burst from their seams as metal is pulled away from itself. We wobble for a moment, then drop. Inside the cabin, passengers scream and grasp at the nearest railing as they plunge. This is a different kind of howl. I tighten my hold on the cabin's bottommost platform. I extend my other arm launching it toward one of the three vertical structural beams. The iron column is slippery in the mist, and my grip misses it by inches. I retract my arm, and steam blasts from my back as I try again, whizzing it toward a second beam. Another miss. Time slows. Inside the cabin, the chem punks cling to a ledge while the Viridian beetle flies out an open window. The sump scrapper and his child brace themselves against the glass, which fractures under their weight. The boy tumbles out, scrabbling at the frame with his fingers before he slips and falls. I reach up and catch the boy in mid-flight, then retract my arm. Hold on, I say. The child clings to the plates on my back. I fire my arm up toward the support beam once more, and this time my hand meets solid metal with a resounding clang as I secure my hold. My other arm is forced to extend 
as if wrenched down by the plunging cavity, so much that I feel my joints might fracture. Suspended in mid-air, I try to steady my grip. With a great jolt, my arm jerks as the descender halts its freefall. It shakes from the sudden stop, now supported only by my arm. The boy shudders as he tightens his grip on my back. The owl is still fifty feet above the ground, hovering over the sump-level buildings. My overlapping metal plates groan as they strain against the weight, and I concentrate all my efforts on holding myself together. If I fall, the howl falls with me, along with all its passengers. While locking my arm onto the support beam, I slide my arm down the pillar. We drop ten feet, and the cabin sways precariously before stabilizing again. Sorry about that, I shout. Statements of empathy can be reassuring to humans in moments of crisis. I must try again. I must be strong. I release my grip on the support column ever so slightly, and with a piercing screech, we gently slide down the remaining 40 feet to the ground. My valves sigh as they contract. Passengers echo my sighs as they stumble through the doors and broken windows into the sump level, leaning on each other for support. The boy on my back breathes rapidly as he holds my neck. My arms whir as I retract them and lower myself to the floor, crouching down so the child can touch the ground. He scrambles back to his father, who embraces him. The conductor emerges from the descender and looks at me. You saved us. All of us. She says, her voice shaking from what I think is shock. Thank you. I am simply fulfilling my purpose, I say. I am glad you are not hurt. Have a good day. She smiles, then turns to direct the crowd of Zonites who have gathered to offer their assistance to the passengers and begin repairs. One of the chem-punk girls carries the musician's kitarone for him as he crawls from the descender. Several of the theater folk comfort an elderly man. Two ex-mechanics stumble toward me, and I direct them to a medical officer who is setting up a tented repair station. 
the murmurs of the passengers and the hissing groans of the wounded descender blend with the words and churning of the sump. The steam engine within my chest murmurs along, and I am moved to whistle a tune. The boy turns and waves shyly at me. I wave back. He runs to catch up with his father, his heavy boots tapping a rhythm on the cobblestones. Shifting wheels sing, and gears click-clack within the belly of the rising owl. The Viridian beetle snaps her pincers in time with the beat, as she zooms away into the sump. I'd like to thank The Sweet Sniper for this week's collaboration. You can find me at twitch.tv slash thesweetsniper. All credit for these stories goes to Riot Games and League of Legends. Full details can be found in the video description. If you enjoyed this production, please hit like and subscribe. There's a lot more coming.